1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: This hour is brought to you by the law offices of Jeffrey M. Leving. They suck, so you don't have to.
1: They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done.
3: Founding members of the
4: WB Club. Wake and they Come on.
3: The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on The Score. We should be 670 WSUK. It's Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Let's take roll. Let's call attendance. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Grabber. It sucks and it freebases. Mike Tomlin. Uh, Sucking. Jake Arrieta. This sucks. Really, it does. Brian Cashman. I also know that we suck right now. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Do we suck? Chris Rock.
5: I suck so bad, he used to pick me after the white kids.
3: Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Eloy.
6: Hey, you guys not going to make anyway.
1: You guys are suck. Hey, when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team.
3: Toby. Oh,
5: my God, the sucks.
3: Mark Crody.
4: Steve, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? I'm, I'm having a cup of coffee. I'm listening to the suck roll call. What can I do for you?
3: Well, um, you have in-depth reporting on the Bears, so that fits perfectly with Saturday suckage. And Absolutely. We'll, we'll, and, the, and it fits perfectly with the Bears' new owner, Aaron Rodgers. Talk about sucking there, too. So Did he lose
4: some of his ownership because of what he said, though?
3: I, I don't think. Nothing could be more on brand as far as Bears ownership than sucking out loud in public like that. We'll get to that later on. So, Mark, you know who's back with us? Trash Panda. He told us he had that? a new opening to the show, and he just like cut the old one in
2: half. Yo, here's the thing. I didn't have enough time to get the full thing done today, and there's like some elements in there that I need to find the originals of, and because some of it needs to be kept, because it's just I can't let some of it go. So, so I need I need to find the originals of those, and I'm, I'm working on that. That's what we're three, waiting on.
4: Three days was not enough time. Sorry, I, I guess we should have given you more time.
2: Uh, uh, no, you told me you asked for that Thursday. All right, and I have not been in the station since Wednesday.
4: I have to admit, I didn't hear the very beginning of the open because I was a little tardy getting the earbuds in
2: here Standard. this morning.
3: So whoa, whoa, whoa! You should hear a um, panic when you're not here. Grody's not connected when when we're getting into the eagles. No, it's uh, not. not connected. There's no
2: panic at all. I just say Grody's not connected, and then right. and then I assume you'll be there by the time <laughs> by the time Ro- Rosie starts talking.
4: It's a little game I like to play. How close <laughs> can I get to just starting my day, punching in on the clock when the show actually starts? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I did. So last night, I went out to Port Barrington at a wonderful restaurant and bar out there with, with Lance Briggs doing the, the Miller Lite Show. And I got... Like, even for remotes, I like to kind of, you know, roll up at the last second. And I got a panicked text from Mitch saying, there's a surprise. <laughs> it's a packed house out there. Spilkes. Where are Spilkes you? gives
3: panicking. I don't know. <laughs> ETA, ETA.
4: I'm like, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I actually, I had a weird day yesterday because this, the appearance that I had with Briggs was was in Barrington. And I had to do an interview with uh, Jesse James of the Bears, which was going to be performed on Zoom. So I had to make the decision of, do I take a chance and leave late in the afternoon, or do I leave ridiculously early and essentially spend my day in Barrington? And that's what I did, spent my day in Barrington. It's just, it's very lovely country out there. Saw a lot of horses and large houses and, Hung out at a Dunkin' Donuts for a couple hours, got my interview done with Jesse James, and then hung out with Lance Briggs for two hours. So that was my day
3: in Barrington. So you were at Portburg. You were at the Bobby Orr. Is that where you were?
4: Yes, it was. It's called the the Broken Orr Marina oh. Bar and Grill. It was great, actually. It was really nice. Okay. Like awesome outdoor heated tent uh, overlooking the Fox River.
3: I knew about all the horses and all the big homes and all the land and the rolling greens and stuff like that. And the the horse barns, not arm barns, but the horse barns. I didn't That's know right. there was a Port Barrington, but apparently it exists.
4: I did not know either. And I'm very heartened to know thou that several people did not realize that. But there is a port. They, I, And I congratulated, it was a large audience, and I congratulated them on the radio. I said congratulations for your port i was not um familiar with it and then then of course i had several people come up to me and explain to me that there are several there's a north barrington a south barrington there's this and then all the while there was a wakanda cary grove high school football game going down too so i got a real education on barrington and it made me think you know what i'd like to live in barrington port barrington
3: will will they have you because usually there's a there's a quite the vetting process yeah
4: i mean especially since i'm a i'm a city boy and you know that's country land so i mean i live in the heart of the concrete jungle so i am an outsider so but I, i feel like i feel i feel like i scored points with the folks in 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 the port that's what we call it now the port
3: the port, is that what you call it? Yeah, All right. The he port was the Bobby Orr with Lance Briggs and did Lance yeah. Briggs explain to you, by the way? Did he did you ask him the question why does the Bears defense suck as bad as the Bears offense?
4: <laughs> yeah. I I did attempt to ask him that question and it's just it's a it's a head shaker at this point in terms of like everything breaking down last. Even Roquan Smith had a low-volume game last week, and it was as bad, bad as, this. as a matter of fact. Sean Desai said yesterday it was the worst 11 minutes the Bears have played on defense in that second half um, all year, and you can't really fight with it. The the, this, the problem is is that this is not new. You know, The Bears' defense has allowed a gargantuan amount of explosive plays and allowed opposing teams' running backs to just break on through whenever they want. So it's it's a problem and it's the problem that you could not afford to have if you are looking if you are concerned about the Bears record and the Bears winning and not just Justin Fields, then the fact that the Bears defense is breaking down is the Bears biggest problem right now.
3: And it was it was called, it was viewed Right about the time that it was it was clear that Matt Nagy had no idea what to do with Mitch Trubisky and Mitch Trubisky had no idea what to do while he was in the pocket. And everybody was, uh, you talk about panic texts from Spilkus, Mitch Rosen, that everybody was panicking then, what is this, this offense will, if this offense ever gets right, it will do it after the Bears defense has plummeted from best in the league or top five in the league to just broken down and and lucky to be average and here we are That's yeah what happened.
4: right right and like i said this was the i was i've used this analogy a million times it's like you have the good kid and the bad kid in your family like the defense was always the good kid we don't have to worry about you we have to worry about the other kid who has special problems so but oh no the good kid is now misbehaving so everything is bad here's some here's a The good news, I suppose, that this actually is Bears-Steelers. When we dig into the matchup, this is a chance for the Bears' defense to get well. There is nothing explosive about the Pittsburgh offense right now. They are 26th in points, 24th in yards, 28th in rushing, despite having Najee Harris, uh, 16th in passing this year. So we're not looking at two explosive offenses that are going to go down duking it out in western pennsylvania on monday night this is a real chance for the bears defense to rebound if they have the
2: will hey grody can i can i offer you a thought on why i don't think the bears defense is going to get right this week please do eddie jackson's probably not going to play and i think I think a lot of what happened against the 49ers was due to Eddie Jackson not being on the field, and, wow. and the combination of that and Eddie Jack- uh, of that and Khalil Mack being out like breaks down the whole defense. Cause without Khalil Mack, you lose a big part of your pass rush. And without Eddie Jackson, like something I think that a lot of people don't realize is him being on the field. Like I know we point out his tackling problems, but he actually is still pretty good in coverage and he just doesn't get thrown at a lot. And it's because teams know if you throw at this guy, he's probably going to make you pay for it. He also, because of his ability and coverage allows the bears to run really complex coverages in the defensive backfield. So you take him out of that game, and now their their game plan just totally went out the door because they're not able to do the the things that they're usually able to do. And if he's not on the field against the Steelers, like I just feel like the defense is still going to look like trash. Doesn't matter who's who they're playing.
4: Well, not to mention Deion Bush. You don't even have his backup in there. And yeah, I agree with you that like we talked about, it. it had been floated out there. You know, Eddie Jackson. You know, do you bench him? No, because he's still definitely your best option at safety. He is still better than Tashawn Gibson. And then you get, you kind of narrow it down to DeAndre Houston Carson, who is, you know, I think you're seeing that he is a, like, I think it's, it's proper to describe DeAndre Houston Carson as a good football player because he is special team stalwart. We saw him, um, chasing down Debo Samuel. I mean, he's the only one that got points on that awful 83-yard <laughs> run from the Bears' perspective, anyway, by Debo Samuel. And then DeAndre Houston Carson was that guy that, you know, was able to sprint and show some damn speed, man, for sure. I mean, that, like, wow, he, he can move for sure. Uh, but And, guys, by the way, the Bears are practicing – today because it's monday night football and we will find out later maybe on this on this on this show's watch between now and two o'clock we will get the status reports and i'll be able to tell you hopefully if who's in who's out and the official statuses of the players for the monday night game so today is like a friday
3: well the the your case you're trying to make a case for the Bears defense not sucking at, because the Steelers aren't that great. Well, the Niners weren't that great. They'd lost four in a row. They came in two and four. They were playing quarterback roulette. They had nothing to brag about. And look what happened. I mean, they had explosive play after explosive play in the air, on the ground. I mean, that the play you talked about where DeAndre Houston Carson was the only guy, one of 11 guys who managed to do anything right. That was a tunnel pass on third and nineteen. That went for eighty-three yards. <laughs> yep. So, of course, the Bears defense can look bad. In fact, you should expect it to, because that's the way this is trending. And we'll talk about more about that. Or, by the way, we're going to talk about that with Jim Schwantz. He'll be yes. our guest at eleven twenty. We'll ask him why the defense sucks as bad as the offense. And we will. He is part of the WBBM. He is part of Mark Mark Grody's WBBM pregame show, 780 AM, our brother station over there, and with the uh, inevitable Ron Gleason and Jay Hilgenberg. And that'll be 1120. At noon, we'll talk with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. Rick Hahn said a bunch of stuff. I don't know. It was just a lot to parse through. I'm not sure what he said that meant anything. Uh, We'll ask Josh what he got out of it. And we will do what Mark heard, and Mark heard a lot. There was a lot to be heard this week from oh, the yeah. uh, outgoing coach uh, of the Bears, and um, we will we will do that. Also, I wrote part of a parody song again.
4: This frightens the hell out of me, by the way. That you. Yeah, that well, you it's good because song. we
3: don't we don't have the music. Uh, I just thought I'd sing. I did this before, and uh, I think this is pretty good. It's uh words by me, and music by Billy Joel. So we'll do that later on, too. We are broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. We will take a break, and when we come back here on Saturday Suckage, we'll talk to Jim Schwantz. We will find out why the Bears' defense sucks like the Bears' offense and can anything be done about it. I'm Steve Rosenblum, he's Mark Rody. We suck so you don't have to.
7: And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey
1: well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: 100%. I think that the way that he leads his organization is rare. And, um, you, know, I've, you know, I've been to different owner's meetings over the years and, and been, you know, been around him and, and you know he went to William and Mary and I went to Delaware and so but I was I was younger um but the path that he came through and the way he's done things I I just I just really respect and love the way that he treats um he's real with his with his coaches he's real with his players he's he's authentic he's tough on them but loves them uh and he wins that's what he does he wins. So. I just have a ton of respect for him, and, and you just said it. I mean, one of the greatest coaches to, to ever coach in this league, and um, it just speaks volumes. I have ton of ton of respect.
2: You
4: know, that is Steve. That's Matt Nagy talking about Mike. Do not offer me the USC job, Tom. <laughs>
3: Don't do it. Yep, that's it. He wins. Yeah, right. He admits <laughs> – when they suck, you know what? When the when the Steelers suck, Mike Tomlin tells you that. And when the Bears suck, Matt Nagy talks about kumbaya and good vibes and how the room couldn't be closer. And he's just full of so much crap. He is just uh. desperately stupid on the way out that, that this game is a clash of, of opposites in a lot of different ways. We'll get to more of them later. But first on Saturday Suckage... We will get to the scores hotline. It's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We will welcome back to the show Jim Schwantz from the WBBM 780 AM 105.9 FM pregame Bears pregame halftime postgame show. Jim, thanks for joining us. Why does the Bears defense suck as much as the Bears offense?
5: First, all, I think uh, I think they were exposed Sunday. I, you know, I think um, you know you can make a lot of excuses. No, no Khalil Mack, no Batman to the Robin that is, uh, that is that is Robert Quinn. So they kind of exposed that. But but more importantly, and I know they lost Eddie Jackson early, and and that doesn't help things as poor as Eddie's played. He's still a start, starting safety in this league, and you know, last I checked, there's only 64 of those, so he's one of the best 64 in in the world at that position. But um, so, so that doesn't help. And then I think what ends up happening is Coach Shanahan, as much as they're – if you would have told me the 49ers that Coach Shanahan was a below 500 coach coming in the last week, I would have told you you were wrong until I saw it. It just seems like because they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, they've got to be a good football team. Well, you know, double-digit losses in a couple of years in a row will we'll skew those numbers. But he is still an unbelievable play caller, and, and I think he just took – coach decided the woodshed. I think yet last week there was a couple things that he found early. You kind of, as an offensive play caller, you kind of prod things and you poke things throughout the, the first 15. That's what those, 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 those play callers do. They try to find whether it be in a formation or a motion or some type of adjustment that they can make, find something that's going to be to their advantage. And, and what appeared to me was they were doing what's called a pin and pull, where they were pinning the outside guy and pulling the front side, Linemen, they were getting into the second level and forcing what has been a very difficult task for us in the secondary to make second get secondary guys tackle. You know, uh, you know, Deion Sanders once famously said, "I'm not paid to make tackles. I'm not paid. That's you know, people (laughs) want me to want to question my my toughness and, and and my ability to tackle, but I am not paid to make tackles. So, you know, the secondary when they're forced to make tackles on. On guys like you know uh, the, the running backs who are who are much bigger, and then oh by the way, you throw a, a, a bonafide you know Pro Bowl fullback and you check in the whole th- into the whole thing. Now now you're now you're in all kinds of problems. So I just think it was hopefully as a Bear fan, it was an anomaly. You know the, the defense has played well for for the the, the bulk of the season. Um, you know obviously what they've done with the with the sacks has been great. Um, but, but last week was, was not an indication. And I think that was hopefully again, in my, in my hope in, bear fandom that, uh, that it was an anomaly, but we'll, we'll certainly find out this week. This is not a very good offense in Pittsburgh. They're, they've got a couple of good offensive players. This defense is, is a little bit more of a problem. Yeah. I was
4: kind of going through some of that about the, the Pittsburgh offense. It's interesting, Jim, in that answer, you use the word, the bears defense was exposed and anomaly. And if, uh, uh, obviously and those two things kind of go against each other but if the bears defense was exposed does that mean that they're not going to be able to put it back together
5: well you know mark you gotta have the, the, the personnel two plays into this you gotta have the personnel to be able to get to those types of plays and and, and it's and it's a little bit of uh, of you know a a specific position a, a specific use position in the fullback there's not many teams that carry one anymore so you know the 49ers just happen to have one of the best you know on the planet right now that does it so i think that that lends itself to being able to do some of the things that the 49ers were able to do but you know the NFL is a is a is a week to week league we say that all the time and and what happens is it's 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 not unlike baseball or basketball or whatever else you find something the other team doesn't do well and then and then you keep running it until they fix what they do to try to, to try to stop it and then then what's the next step it's I've always said it's not checkers it's chess and, and it's there's no doubt about it but um but again it's it's my hope that You know, the fact that this is on film now, that Coach Desai was able to sit down with his staff and they were able to to diagnose what it was that they did that they weren't doing well and and fix it. The the fear is that, you know, other teams are going to be able to get to – and think about it, the the number one play in that game uh, was the 84-yard throw to Debo Samuel, and that was on the edge. You know, nothing really happened in the middle. They got Akeem Hicks back last week. We know Roquan Smith is very good. Uh, Ogletree has played outstanding this year. So much so that Danny Trevason snaps have, have taken a big, a big hit. But um, the edges is where the Bears were exposed and that you know no Khalil Mack out there, and 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 uh, you know they were able to get away from from what is you know what was the Bears' strength, you know the pass rush, and, and get it to the edges. And let's see, you know can you know can Kendallville door tackle? Can you know Gibson tackle? Can uh, you know Jalen Johnson tackle? And, and let's find out. And and, and they were able to uh, to to expose that to a point last week. And We'll see
3: if it gets fixed. Jim Schwantz is our guest. You can hear him on Bears pregame, postgame, halftime on WBBM, our brother station, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. You know, the, the on the edges, and however you want to look at it, wherever they might be vulnerable and poking and prodding, and with various people returning to the lineup, leaving the lineup on defense, over the last five weeks, they've, given up an average of more than 140 rushing yards per game which Mm -hmm. is where it starts and that's just not all on the edge that is that's a central problem to a team that benefited by being able to rush the passer because it stopped the run and now there's no reason to even have a ball hawk like eddie jackson back there i don't know what you see as the problem in that run defense for me it starts with Eddie Goldman, because he can he can force running games to go into other players under bears other Bears defenders. What do you see as the problem?
5: Well, you know you hate to pin it on, on one individual player, but but Eddie obviously is one. And 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 Akeem Hicks, you know he he went out a few games ago with that growing pit, uh, a strain. Only played a couple of snaps in the in the uh, in the home game, then was 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 down for a, for a couple. So I think that. You know that plays into it as well, but uh, but no no, there's no doubt that a lot of this this stuff has been tested, and, and you know I'm a big proponent in the league. It's really hard to just take something away if a team wants to do it. You look at what the the, the Bears were able to do against a very good run defense in uh, in in the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, and they were able to get Khalil Herbert loose for the longest run against them this year, and then of course over 100 yards. But, you know, and I've heard this kicked around a lot too, Rosie, and I'm a big baseball guy. I think RBIs are important, but the statistical guys, the matrix guys, the metrics guys, I should say, they say you know RBIs aren't that important. It's not that important of a stat anymore. And I'm hearing that now in the NFL as well, that teams don't really care if you're running the football effectively against them. It's almost like we'll kind of give you that because it's such a pass-happy league. So the teams that have dedicated themselves to running the football – have found success doing it. I mean, you watched it the other night, uh, Thursday night. Um, what what the uh, the Colts were able to do against the Jets, and they really gave up. But um, you know, the, the, this league is all about what can you do down in the red zone, forcing field goals. I mean, the league has allows allows teams to go twenty to twenty fairly simply. It's not it's not very difficult, at least in the grand scheme of things. All the rules are set up to try to. Have you know more offense and, and much more exciting games and then when you get down into the red zone, it's the teams that can force field goals and and last week, of course, the Bears weren't able to do that. The first couple of trips they were and then those touchdowns and then when the Bears on offense are kicking field goals, that's that's it just it just can't happen and and especially in a game where you know you're having a hard enough time scoring as it is with the with an offense that's really really uh, hamstrung down in the, in the red zone with with uh, with lack of weapons and lack of ability, but um, you you got to be able to find a way to score touchdowns down there. So a long answer to your question, I, I'm hoping, you know, that, that again, the Bears, it, it comes down to some of it's tackling. You know, there's been a lot of missed tackles at the first level that, that, that kind of forced uh, guys to get in the second level, and then we've all gotten frustrated, and we've probably all kind of, hopefully we've seen the last of these guys, you know, stripping and pounding at the football, but that goes to what I'm talking about. These teams don't really care I don't think they don't care, but they don't give as much emphasis to every yard. Like when I played, it was you know what we got to we got to fight for every yard, we got to defend every yard of blade of grass. And now it's about getting the football out, forcing a fumble. They would rather hang on a on a running back for five or six yards and and get four or five attempts at knocking the football loose than getting them down. And I know that frustrates a lot of fans who really want to see you know a good product, good tackling, something we've seen here in Chicago. We've been we, we've been kind of. Uh, uh, blessed to be able to have throughout the years, but but it's not it's not today's NFL for whatever reason.
4: Yeah, I mean, and that that's you see Eddie Jackson do that all the time. On When a running back or receiver, whomever gets to his level, he's just trying to swap the ball or or pull the ball out. and, And typically not to a high degree of success really since 2018. But Jim, I wanted to build on what you, in the midst of that answer, you were talking about how teams are okay to concede running backs yardage because you're not going to hurt us in the at the end of the day with that and (laughs) unfortunately that philosophy defenses against the Bears offense that has worked for them this year the Bears have a good running game this year yet it's not complimenting the passing game and the Bears are not scoring enough points why is that
5: yeah I struggle with that Mark a lot because you know and I talk about this on our pregame show and you know, sometimes uh, you you have to earn the right to throw play action passes. You just you just don't walk in the stadium unless you've got Adrian Peterson from ten years ago, or you got Derrick Henry, or you know now a guy like Jonathan Taylor. But the Bears have done it. I mean, if you look at the Bears tape, and it's it's throughout the league. League league knows that the Bears are are a run first football team. That that's what they've become under Bill Lazor as the play caller. It's what they were last year when Bill Lazor called plays. This is what they are. So you would think that play action, and I know Tom and Jay, and, uh, uh, and and Jay talk about it all the time. It's the simplest block in football because you're running a, play, a running play option basically, and throwing the play action behind him. I mean, gosh, Ryan Tannehill's become an excellent quarterback, uh, you know, more than serviceable quarterback, I should say, based on being able to throw the play action. And you know, I just I struggle with it. I kind of scratch my head as to why that wouldn't translate, at least in that portion, and then. Of course, you get into the, the ability then to you know uh, to stop the run. You got you got to usually employ a safety down. If teams see two high safety looks. They basically they do the math and they say we can run the football. Well, once you get comfortable running the football and you be successful running the football, teams will come out of that too deep safety look and they'll they'll come into cover three or they'll walk a safety in to try to help stop the running game and, and employ more assets to do that. And that forces opportunities on the outside to go one-on-one. Um, you know, Donald Mooney has been outstanding, I think, for what we've seen in his second year. I think he's been everything we thought he would be. You know, for whatever reason, Allen Robinson and, and Justin Fields have not gotten a connection. I know there's been a lot of talk about staying after practice and working on that. Nothing, absolutely nothing can can supplement the, the, the game snap. So they got to get it right in the game. I don't care how many times they throw the football on air, how many times they... They say, well, I'm do this against this. I'm gonna until they see it and rep it in in actual game footage. It, it's really hard to replicate that in practice. So, you know, until I think he gets going, and then you know, we've seen some more usage of the tight ends a little bit. Um, and some of this becomes, you know, Justin can be wildly inaccurate at times. He's very inconsistent as a quarterback right now. He throws a couple really good throws, and then he throws somewhere you're scratching your head, like you know, you have to look back at the tape and see. Did, the, did his arm get hit, or, or was there was the ball <laughs> redirected some way, shape, or form? Because it was that far off. So I think that's just the growing pains of a, of a young quarterback. I mean, I watched Mac Jones a couple weeks ago; a couple really odd throws that he made. You know what, what Zach Wilson was doing before he was injured. Young quarterbacks are going to go through those fits and starts, and that's kind of the, the, the things you got to kind of grow with. Jim Schwantz is our
3: guest. You can hear him on the Bears pregame show on WBBM 780 AM and postgame and halftime with uh, Super Bear Hero Jay Hilgenberg and the inevitable Ron Gleason. Speaking of J- of Mr. Fields, he had his best game with Matt Nagy locked away. Can you connect those dots? Does that make Does that make sense? He would have his best game with Nagy nowhere near a headphone or or any kind of being able to voice anything because I keep coming back to Justin Fields saying he liked Lasers' calm, which Matt Nagy is not. Do you make anything ah. out of that? It's just a one game. No, it's too small a sample. It's nothing. Or will Monday be a referendum on Matt Nagy showing up on the sideline with the way his quarterback performs?
5: I think I think Monday's going to call, going to kind of tell the tale, Rosie. I think uh, you know back in the old days when the the, the skins, the the golf skins were being played and you, you, you win a skin and then, you know, you go four, four holes of of tying and then you would win a big skin. Well, then they started this thing where they validated it. You had to win back to back to make that one kind of count. So, so it it would, it would, it would uh, allow so Mm. that if there was a lucky shot or something like that, it wasn't just kind of, uh, kind of ruling the day. So I want to say it's kind of like that. So let's just say that this is, this was another step in the growth and the, uh, the, the the maturation of, of justin fields he was very definitive running the football he made an unbelievable you know the touchdown run was was a backyard football play completely broken they tried to get you know the, the receiver into the flat quick on play on, on on the misdirection it wasn't there he completely reversed field picked up a couple of big blocks and scored that's not a scripted play but you know that's not something that that's something that just a guy with tremendous athletic ability can do. But let's see Monday night. If if Monday night he steps backwards in, in a big way and he's got you know Coach Nagy on the side sideline, I think there might be a little smoke there to the fire. But for, for right now, I'm willing to say that you know that was more of a of just you know that's another step in his game, his 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 uh, you know his dedication when he ran the football. That he was you know he he wasn't apprehensive at all. And uh, and the and the throws that he was able to make that were on target, especially uh, to Mooney down the field. Um, you know, those were thrown on time, and those were good scripted plays. But um, the athleticism that he has, I think, uh, eliminates a lot of that. But I'd I be am I'm, I'm willing to, to kind of chalk that up to let's let's see one more week and then and then make the call on that on, on what Coach Nagy on the sideline does or doesn't do to to Justin Fields.
3: All right. Well, it's an interesting sidelight, Jim. We appreciate your time. Thanks for spending time with us today.
5: All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. See
3: all you, right. Jim. That's Jim. Jim Schwantz is uh, part of Mark Grody's pregame show on WBBM 780 AM, 105.9 FM, uh, our brother station. Mark, Mark Grody's on every station. You are, and you are. What what programming do you have for all of the many radio listeners on, all up and down the dial, Mark?
4: I'm what gonna, program? Well, I am... Uh, they call me Mr. Odyssey. That's what they call me around the station. And, uh, yeah, if you have a radio station, just anybody listening right now, I would be more than happy to be on your radio station. So <laughs> I actually go on a Green Bay radio station once a week that I've been doing for about the last two years or so, when I can. Sometimes really? it interferes. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I mean, I do, like various hits about the country you know just like a lot of us do on the bears beat just to talk and rap just like we just did with schwantz but uh these these dudes in green bay just love having me on i think they like having me on because the bears lose and then they they can you know rub it in my face but you know that's just the green bay
3: mentality yes it is all right so Mark Rody will be come to your radio station if you if if you have one if you want one if you want a fake one he'll be there for you.
0: Yeah,
4: um,
3: I, I will totally sell out for your radio station. <laughs> and speaking of Green Bay, Bears owner Aaron Rodgers, so he lied, he was deceitful, and then he proved it was like exponential stupid, um, going to his you know the by by talking about acting like he was vaccinated when he wasn't and the team co as co-conspirators knowing he wasn't and not forcing him to abide by the unvaccinated rules well it drew a lot of comment because he instead of dealing with doctors instead of believing in doctors in the Mayo Clinic and and believing in in epidemiologists who have studied this for years he just relied on his good friend Joe Rogan former <laughs> former survivor host and anyway it he wasn't created... a survivor
4: host. He was uh Fear Factor. Uh, fear Factor. Fear Factor. By the that way, I, I actually no, all the I, same I, thing. I, I actually like Joe Rogan a lot. I, I think his podcast is great. But I but his his COVID he is not the man that you should go to for your COVID information or anything medical information, but I dig Joe.
3: I think he's good. All right, well, we there there it I tried to I canvass the social media world in, and I'll bring to you after this some of the more enjoyable laughable things. And and here's what I want you to remember through all this. There used to there was at one time in 1988 I want to say there was a Saturday night live skit where John Lovitz was Michael Dukakis and Dana Carvey was <laughs> George Bush. I remember. And Go on. Dana Carvey did this word salad, almost a Matt nagy type word salad of stuff that did, wouldn't be prudent, uh-huh. wouldn't be. It just, uh-huh. it was nonsense. It was, yeah. it was stupid. It was as much as Matt Negi's "Kumbaya" and good vibes and and all of this and meaning nothing. And then, as Michael Dukakis, John Lovitz looks over and says, "Can you believe I'm losing to this guy?" <laughs> yeah. And, How the hell am I losing to this guy? Right, and so that was this was exactly what reminded me of Aaron Rodgers coming off was like exponentially stupid, and <laughs> can you believe the Bears can't beat this guy? <laughs> Anyways, I'll bring that to you after this, and we have this White Sox report from from Jeff Passan of the Four Letter Network, and he is reporting that. The White Sox will pick up the $16 million option on Craig Kimbrell. and that will be that is that has been previously reported uh, by Bob Nightingale. He reported that right after the right as the offseason started, but this seems a little certain, more certain I should say. Breaking news, breaking news on the score is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified. So we'll come back and we'll laugh at uh, A.A. Ron Rogers. And at top of the hour, we'll talk to Josh Nelson of Sox Machine, and we'll discuss Kimbrel and Hahn and everything like that. Saturday Suckage, we suck so you don't have to. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
7: I consulted
1: with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID, and I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts and you know, on the phone to me. And I'm gonna have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You
5: done messed up A.A. Ron.
3: That is Bears Owner Aaron A Aaron A- A- Rogers, Pat McAfee's Podcast, Twitter cast whatever you want to call it. Streaming Streaming Spectacular. That was yesterday when
2: Actually Dr. his R- his the, his name is now the punter who wears uh, short sleeves, according to yeah. Olin Kurtz. So that's his official name on, this, on wears this station. Short
3: sleeves, who and it did if you saw it, did it look like he was trying not to laugh at Rogers spewing all of this crap and this was supposed to be a friendly place. You know,
2: a when, friendly he made, when he when he did that, that that comment right there that I just played, when he said that, it looked like Pat McAfee was holding back laughter.
3: Trying to cover it, yeah. All right. So <laughs> it's, this is Saturday second. This is a perfect time to discuss <clears throat> Bears owner Aaron Rodgers. So during the interview, this is I just In trying to call the millions and millions of words and shots and posts and things in social media, here's what I've got. I just want to start with this because this was kind of, I had no idea that Aaron Rodgers was a spokesperson for Previa Health System. Yeah, right. Did you know that? No, I, I had no idea, no. Okay, so he was, and there was a picture of him doing that. On this on this post, this social media post during the interview, Rogers twice said, "quote Healing people, there isn't a lot of money in it." So his comments cast healthcare providers as profiteers who care less about making people healthy and more about making money. So Premier Health has been deleting videos and tweets and podcasts and anything that Rogers has had something to do with. So this guy had not realized I knew about the State Farm stuff and then can you imagine what's going on at State Farm headquarters? <laughs> now, can you imagine? Oh my god, this is our idiot. <clears throat> this is, okay. uh, oh my god! So Rex Chapman you- uh, uh, Wow, we have a breaking phone call with two minutes to go in this segment. What have you brought us trash panda?
2: Well, I couldn't say no to this guy because he yells at me if I don't put him on. It's Toby.
3: <laughs> oh, it
4: is. Toby. Toby.
2: Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is
6: gonna be missing out on those previa big fat previa checks. Yep. Oh no.
3: Yes he is. Oh, no. How are you, Toby? Horrible. Are you healthy? Oh, are you are you taking okay. ivermectin to make sure you stay healthy? Because no. horse paste is is what every doctor recommends. Well, every doctor. No,
6: I had a it. I had a nice Swedish lady actually give me the shot, and I haven't gotten my booster yet, but I think I'll be okay from now. Is
4: that part of the the Swedish study, or is
6: that just uh, well, I don't it's know? the choice.
3: Uh, but, went to uh, An- An- he went to Ann Sathers, and he got the Swedish pancakes, and they gave him a shot.
6: She the was lot. so nice. She apologized. It was the cutest. She, you know, I winced a little. And, oh, sorry. And I was like, <laughs> giving me a shot. Well, cool.
3: you sure she wasn't Canadian? Because they're sorry about lot, everything. Oh, no. They say sorry. No, no. They, they mean oh, well. Oh, she would have and... said sorry.
6: <laughs> no, if she was Canadian. She was, she was Swedish. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm glad
3: you're, yeah. you're vaxxed. I'm vaxxed and boosted. I'm vaccinated, I'm caffeinated, sure. and animated, and later on I'll be self-medicated
4: night nice. oh yeah nice. what are you doing tonight steve you got a
3: little uh you got a little wine party going on oh tonight? yeah yeah oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. okay yeah I got this. that's what it'll yeah. be it'll be me and a bottle of cabernet French.
4: party at
2: steve's house yeah man right kegger.
4: <laughs> didn't you wait a minute hold on a second check this out toby i think it, and we haven't talked yeah. about this on the air yet steve oh, no. and trash panda went to a kegger together
2: a couple of weeks ago <laughs> oh, no nice. it was quite the night let me tell you yeah. that. is it th- still three dollars at the door at, at keggers well in my time in college it was five dollars at the door oh yeah you're a little younger yeah Inflation. back in my day it was
4: three bucks man here's your here's three cash dollars no i am not a cop where's my
6: cup
3: <laughs>
6: anybody do any keg checks. stands did oh, Steve God. do any keg stands?
3: Yes, I was. There was there was a keg stand. I lost to an eighty-one year old lady. She got off <laughs> the next floor and then, and but I was it was really close. Was
4: hey, really Toby, close. have you ever done a serious question? Have you ever done a keg stand?
6: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah, we all have. Were you in college? Oh, you went NIU? to Northern.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a husky. yeah. I, I'm I, sure uh... that can be verified.
4: Yeah, who knows? Maybe we
2: cross paths at some point in huh? time. Maybe in many oh, did a trip you, Did too. you cross paths with one Rick it, Camp? He's a fellow Husky.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and I think I would have noticed him. Uh, yes. Wow. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> burn! From what I hear.
4: From what uh, I hear. yeah, he just walked around with his tuba all over the NIU campus, <laughs> just being just being large with his tuba.
3: Well, right? and, and turning it into a turning it into a calling. Right, congratulations to Rick Camp and Jay Zawaski. Oh, yeah.
4: He wears his fat well. I mean, he just does, you know. <laughs> he owns it.
6: For sure. Yep, yep. Uh, yes. so and how about this Bears game, go. huh? Monday. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they they suck they suck Toby they're gonna require
6: oh on like... Uh, go bears what, what would you say like what's the word having to do with an octave like octopian or they're 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 sucking on an octopian level octopion. a squidian level why because they, they have eight all those legs can yeah. you leave it at exponential suck yeah yeah well I mean I was trying to.
4: You're trying to be trying to, well, trying yeah. to get
6: the same point across.
4: You were Do trying that. to impress Uncle I'm Stevie, weren't you? Look, Stevie is the zinger nah. man on this show. Okay, he connects dots, not you. Well,
3: you All know right. what? The good news is, Toby, they're only halfway to the vaunted six-game losing streak that George McCaskey yeah. and Ted Phillips love. That's the one they shoot right. for. That's their goal. That's the one they praise their coach and general manager for, that six-game losing streak, that's the gold standard. That's the holy grail yeah. of Bears football. And they're halfway they're there. They're
6: almost halfway. All right. Yeah. Uh, if only all of the, the rest of the losing streak could be be by 50 points or more. Well, they will maybe. be. You know what? The, last,
3: the good news is this. I, Any Bears coach who lost to Aaron Rodgers and Tom, Brad, uh, Tom Brady and got his butt kicked and got the franchise embarrassed in consecutive weeks, got fired. So I think we can all look to mm-hmm. that as,
6: as, I got, uh, as hope. I, I, I figured out how to, how to bet out here in the Oregon. Apparently it's oh. owned by the lottery, which is beautiful. And uh, so I, I, I think the defense is going to be so bad. I got the over on Monday. It I think I got it at 39. Nine and a half, 30, I got it, it at thirty-nine. So thirty-nine. I don't think
4: anybody's scoring points in this game, Toby, to be honest with you. I hey, think man.
6: that's what they want you to think.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm falling into it. Hey, I picked mm-hmm. the Bears to beat I I picked the Bears to beat San Francisco. And Green Bay, yeah. and I had a caller last night when I was doing the show with Briggs and Dalgate. Oh, he goes,
6: heard that. <laughs> "He was I such heard a that, jack but
4: it was funny." He goes, <laughs> "It was Bob. Maybe we could find it, studs. Have you got time? Oh yeah, find this he call." He said he had a
6: history. Yeah, he look? goes.
4: Yeah, you and I kind of have a history. He goes. I want so, you to tell us all why you picked the Bears to beat San Francisco in Green Bay. Then he hung up <laughs> like he burned me. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, Bob. he
6: was like, "How's that working out for you there?" Tell the yeah. Sprigs about that one there, Grody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> tell your little friends Bad. about that later. <laughs> it was so
4: funny. It was so funny.
3: Oh, Toby, man. we thank you for your call. We wish you good luck, and I would, I would, if you're gonna watch Monday night's game, I would have the, the bong fired up, and I would have a backup bong oh. ready to go.
6: For sure, for sure. All right, dude. All, All right, thanks. guys, you take it. it easy. All right, hybrids. We'll get
3: we'll get back to our uh, our Bears owner Aaron Rodgers ridicule later. We're gonna take a break and change subjects. The um, White Sox. Their general manager spoke. He said a lot of things. I'm not sure what to make of it. There were a lot of things said that, I don't know. And their great young starting pitcher had something to say while watching his high school friend pitch the clinching game, start the clinching game in a World Series. I want one of those. Bring me, give me, buy me, take me. I want one of those. Well, we'll see how how that plays out. I'm Steve Rosen, Louise Mark Grody. Josh Nelson of Sox Machine is coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670
1: The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?